Hey, welcome back to another episode of e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify. I'm your host, Nathan Resnick. And today we have a very interesting guest on Lamise from Zuru. Lamise, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Nathan, thanks for having me. I know most of your audience is US based and a lot of them probably aren't familiar with Zuru. So let's start there because I know you're based in London and calling in from London, which I know a lot of people, especially our listeners, would probably rather be in London, but let's learn more <laughs> just about you and Zuvu. Sure. So Zuvu is a company. We're an AI product discovery platform. So we're a SaaS company. And really our mission is to connect our customers to their end customers by surfacing the right product for their needs in the most seamless way. And really the reason that we exist is I'm sure we're all familiar with that concept of uh, shopping online uh, and the choice paralysis that exists when trying to purchase something online. So it could be a laptop, it could be a washing machine, maybe even a bike but actually we are overloaded with the amount of choice uh, that's being served to us and as consumers we don't have the right navigation skills or guidance or expertise quite frankly to be able to uh, identify what is the right product for our need uh, which is you know somewhat dissimilar to an in-store salesperson where they're product experts. You go into a store and you can expect to have a great experience with a salesperson. They know their products like the back of their hand and they'll hear, okay, you're here looking for a laptop. Um, you're, you travel a lot. You like to store everything on your laptop and you're going to be using this for work. Okay, I can direct you to you know, this amount of RAM, this much CPU, uh, and the customer doesn't have to know any of that technical, um, technical specifications. And that's really the power of what Zuvu does. We take all of that technical specification from the product data and we humanize it. We turn it into an intelligent set of product data that you can use to create a series of discovery experiences on your commerce platform. So we work with like the likes of um, Dyson, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, and that's obviously from a B2C standpoint. And then something that we're super excited about and like we can kind of get into a bit later is the B2B side of things. It's so ripe for revolution. Um, and I have said it a lot um, in other podcasts and, and uh, blogs and things, but B2B organizations are really at a fork in the road. And if they don't make the moves now, if they continue to stand still out of fear of digitization, of AI, of any of those things, they will unfortunately not only fail, um, well, they won't only fall behind, but they will absolutely fail. Wow. That was that was a lot to digest. And it's pretty <laughs> yeah, everything that Zuvu does. I'm curious, let's start with a use case, right? Because I think a lot yeah. of people are familiar with Dyson, right? And so Dyson comes to Zuvu. They say, hey, we've got a problem of presenting our product to our customers. Zuvu mm -hmm. then enables them to do that better. And, and let's kind of dive into that use case, right? Because I think a lot of our listeners, they probably run on you know, Shopify or maybe WooCommerce, mm -hmm. but for the most part, Shopify. And so let's say they aspire to be a Dyson, right? And so how is, is Zuvu going to help them get there? Let's kind of break that down a little bit for, uh, mm -hmm. for our listeners. So... If I'm Dyson and I have, I'm, I'm in the uh, vacuum category, let's just say. And, you know, I have a series of vacuums that I'm looking to sell to the customer, but actually dependent on the customer type, on the buyer, there's going to be a right vacuum for that individual 
probably dependent on their house size, flat size, uh, what type of flooring that they have, how often they use the piece of equipment. And all of these things need to be taken into consideration when buying such an expensive piece of equipment. And again, if I was to go in store, I'd absolutely be asked those questions and have that kind of one-to-one um, -one experience and then be guided to the right product. But Dyson pre-Zuvu didn't have any of that experience, that guidance, that navigation on their site, really. And this is to speak for all commerce platforms. If you don't have uh, guidance or navigation, it's simply an index. It's a library of products. And with no navigation and no guidance, you're leaving your customers to try and identify and discover which is going to be the right product for them. And you're leaving so much revenue on the table by doing that, because ultimately, as we get into this digital transformation journey, and I like to call it a journey, not a destination, because it's ever evolving, organizations will be improving and they will be getting better and those are going to be your competitors so as they're moving forward that bounce rate is going to become even more significant because they're not just bouncing they're actually going to your competitors to buy so it's really important uh, as you start to think about your product assortment that you are putting the customer journey at the heart of it and really trying to identify the pain in how they actually purchase that product and the easiest way to do it is probably to try to simulate it to that in-store experience and then digitize that process. Makes sense. That's awesome. Thanks for that big break, breakdown. I'm curious because, you know, if you look at kind of five, 10 years ago in e-commerce, everyone was, you know, really focused on native D2C, direct-to-consumer. They weren't really focused on this omni-channel approach. And one of the notes that you mentioned is how a lot of these brands, especially as they scale, they need to have an omni-channel presence, right? You can't just rely on mm. your e-commerce site. You've got to have distribution. You've got to have, you know, really an omni-channel approach to connect with your customers where they're at. How have you seen that evolve over the past, you know, call it five years? It's such a good question because it's something I'm really passionate about, especially when you think about Gen Zs versus, you know, baby boomers. And the way that we shop is different. And so discovery now is not just going online and going straight to the brand website, because by and large, actually, and probably a lot of your audience as well, who have, uh, you know, shops on Shopify, uh, their brand may not be completely well known just yet. So how does someone discover that brand? It's typically on social channels. And so what you need to be doing is meeting customers where they are. So really starting to understand who your customer is, who those buying personas are, and then actually building your marketing strategy to meet them in those moments. And it could be TikTok. It could be Instagram. I mean, it could be Reddit. Who, know, who knows, right? But you need to be really leaning in uh, to those moments and then surfacing a hook, a conversation that leads them to that discovery process because it could be the brand, it could be the product that they find on um, a social channel. And then what you're doing is you're funneling them through as a warm lead essentially to your website in order to get them to convert. And so we've really seen this evolution of the commerce website being the sole place for discovery, conversion, nurture. And actually it's now spread across so many different channels. And I think that a lot of organizations are facing the problem of where do I, where do I put my money? Which horse do I back? 
And really the answer to that is, again, I, I always come back to it, but it's a leaning into your customer. You have to truly understand who's buying your product, who they are. And if you can understand that, you will know, it will be infinitely clear to you where you should be putting your marketing dollars. That's awesome. I love that. I think you really got to focus on the data, right? And I see a lot of brands, like for example, Cuts Clothing, they just opened up a flagship store in Manhattan, which is different, right? Cuts Clothing was a very mm. high growth and still is a high growth e-commerce brand that was focused solely on driving traffic to their website. And now in the last year, they've opened up their own physical store in Manhattan, which I think is a very different strategy compared to what they had you know, the previous five years, right? And I, you see more and more e-commerce brands looking for distribution either through big retailers or through their own retail channels. And I think, you know, it's interesting to see how you were mentioning in terms of kind of cross-pollinating across social, but then also how do you drive some of that in-store traffic or have that customer experience in For person. sure. I was going to say that, like, I think the pandemic made everybody believe that perhaps brick and mortar would go away. And I think what's become very apparent is that there is still an absolute need for brick and mortar just in a different way. Um, and I think what we're starting to see, it's small brands doing pop-ups, but it's also the larger brands as well, where they're recognizing that this is all about the experiential side of the journey. Um, this is about retention. This is about lifetime value. This is about, you know, it's so much more about your uh, getting to know the brand than it is just about the transaction. Totally. I, I agree. One of the topics that I want to you know, dive into is AI, right? Everyone's kind of curious, how do I use AI as a brand? How do I become more effective across my team with AI? What have you seen amongst the brands that you work with and how they're using AI? So obviously, Zubu, you know, our platform has had AI applied and weaved into it for the last 10 years. And so we've been in the industry for a while and I feel quite privileged to have had that exposure and experience to the evolution and the growth of it. And I think, you know, five to seven years ago, when you mentioned that acronym, it was like, oh my God, black box, iRobot's going to pop out you know what's going to happen and I think people have now started to understand a little bit more what AI actually is which ultimately is a series of uh, data models that continuously increase and then grow as those uh, data inputs also increase and so I think with that in mind really for us it's never so much about um, where can I use AI it's actually saying how can I help either my customer journey to get them to satisfaction or to the product that they need? Uh, and where are those pain points in, those, in that journey? Where is the friction? And then how can I use AI applied to that problem to make it more efficient and to solve it? And that's what we're starting to see with the brands, retailers, and manufacturers that come to work with us. It's we have a problem building quotes. Our products are relatively complex. They require tons of compatibilities. There's a lot of compliance at play here. Um, and on average, it will take us um, 90 minutes over the phone with a salesperson to build a quote. Can you help us? Yes, we absolutely can. And it's those type of experiences where AI and digitizing your sales process really, really comes into play. And you start to see the reward for, for these companies where you're increasing productivity. There's a huge amount of cost savings because there's no more manual inputs. Uh, you know, you're reducing returns. 
all of this stuff really starts to happen when you're optimizing uh, a process that wasn't efficient and now can be with AI. Makes sense. I think one of the coolest ways I've seen AI used amongst e-commerce brands is being able to test products before they're actually launched. So sometimes they'll use an AI design tool to say, hey, should we do this with our product or should we create this variation? And they'll test it you know, on their website before it really is launched. And then if it gets good traction, they'll say, hey, these are pre-orders. You know, We'll go out and actually manufacture that product, which is a really, I think, unique way of even testing a product without a sample and just testing it based on a, a, a rendering through AI that looks super realistic. And also from a marketing angle, it enables you to be very dynamic with your creative in terms of testing creative. Because, you know, I think what we've seen for the most part right now when CPAs have gone up so much across social is that you need to be testing your creative uh, as often as, and as frequently as, as you can. And so I think it's a really unique way to, you know, test AI and use AI on the front end, but also on the back end of your business, especially when you're talking about, you know, reducing sales overhead and customer service costs and all of the back end functions that are really important for a bit for e-commerce business. Um, I'm curious because a lot of the brands that are listening to probably sub a hundred million in revenue. And it seems like a lot of the brands that use Zuvu or maybe a hundred plus million in revenue. What have you seen, you know, in terms of these brands that get to that, you know, a hundred plus million dollar a year mark or more as you know, what separates them from a, a brand that's smaller, that's trying to grow? Is it just time? Is it some sort of, you know, sales function or process? Is it some sort of, you know, omni-channel approach? I mean, you know, Zuvu has been around for 10 years. I'm sure they've seen brands that started with them go from, you know, 10 million to 50 to now, you know, hundreds of millions. And so I'm curious from your perspective and your team's perspective, what do you think separates these brands that are generating, you know, a hundred plus million dollars a year in revenue? I think that, you know, the, the, the big boys in the market, you know, have been around for a long time and they have got the luxury of the huge marketing machines behind them, the huge levels of financial backing that they have behind them. But that's not to say that the smaller SMEs and, and the new emerging brands that are coming through uh, can't compete. And I, and I actually think that now more than ever uh, is the time to, to have that moment and to be competing. You know, I look at um, I look at brands like uh, a Sweaty Betty, for example, in the fashion space or like a Lululemon, um, you know, you know, even a Nike, quite honestly, versus a small brand. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them in the US, but um, in the UK and Europe, um, they're rel she's, she's relatively quite big. It's a brand called Tala. And, you know, she got her Series A investment, but she has dominated the active wear space um, really in the UK and in Europe because she's really understood her audience and she's really understood how to serve them in the right way through her products. And I think that if you can really get to know your customers, your audience and serve them, that's your unique advantage versus the big guys who at this stage, you become a bit desensitized to who your customer is. Um, you know, you don't care about Sally who lives in that cottage out in the Cotswolds or, you know, Nathan who lives in Utah. But actually, these smaller brands do care and they want to connect with you and they want you to feel as great as you are. And that means there's lifetime value in that customer. There's repeat custom. Um, and so, as I say, now more than ever is that time to lean in and compete by really understanding your customer.
That's awesome. I love that. Lames, thanks for coming on e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify. If people want to get in touch or follow you or learn more about Zuvu, where can they find you? Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Very active over there. You'll be able to find me with just uh, my first name, Lamis, and surname, But. Or if you want to know more about Zuvu, uh, find us over at Zuvu.com. Lamise, thank you again. And thank you, everyone, for listening in to this episode of e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify.